you're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my podcast, The Seven Transformations. I want to welcome you. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining me. It is the beginning of the week, and as usual, we always want to start with some good insights and things that we can look forward to. So today I wanted to share with you an article that I wrote on Medium. If you love to read, if you are an avid bookworm, I'm going to start writing again on there. It's a really beautiful platform. It's kind of like blogging 2.0. I've been wanting to find an outlet for writing again uh, that was really effective, and Medium is a great place and resource for people like me to contribute, to create meaningful content, and share it with other people. So if that's up your alley, Go ahead and check it out. Uh, I'm on there as well now, and I will be posting uh, those links to those articles through my social media. So what I wanted to do with you today is actually share a recent article I wrote because I'm actually kind of proud of it. So this is about my life and experiences from teaching and competing as a professional athlete, professional competitive ballroom dancer, and uh, six major lessons that I learned from business and life through ballroom dancing, and basically that I wanted to share with you so that I hope it can contribute to your life. So let me know how you enjoy this episode, how you feel about this particular format. The reason I'm asking is because I will be uh, looking to write an article through Medium probably about once a week, and obviously I want to share that content as well through the podcast. Let me know if this format, narrating an article, is something that you enjoy. I really appreciate feedback anytime I try something new, so I would love to get yours. You can reach me through my website or my social media. So here we go. Six lessons of life and business from ballroom dancing. It was January 1st of this year, 2018, when something came over me and I decided to start a podcast on personal growth and development inspired by my experiences as a professional ballroom dancer. I had no clue what I was doing, but I knew that the hard-won lessons I had gained on the competitive floor held value for people outside of my small world of rhinestones and chassés, and I really wanted to make a difference for people sharing my most transformative life experiences, because I believe they offered a fresh take on things we are continually rediscovering. Partnership, leading, following, co-creating with others, finding our balance, telling our story. These are not reserved just for the dance floor, but they exist as universal truths on everyone's journey towards their highest purpose, or as I call it frequently, the dance of life. I see life as no different than a choreography, a set of actions in a particular order with particular partners and to a particular tempo of music, or as I would think of it, life. If dancing is ultimately two opposite but complementary forces moving in unison to create something greater than themselves, well, then this is understanding that all the principles of creation can be found in. 
everything is dancing. Fast forward to today, April 17th, and the podcast is going strong at almost 3,000 downloads and on several platforms. It has given me the chance to articulate my message, share and reflect meaningful experiences right after I compete or have a major event in my career, and, most importantly, spread the best life lessons I've gotten through this amazing discipline with people that have no clue you can even ballroom dance for a full-time living. I even get to share my piano playing through guided piano meditations. The internet is an amazing thing. And I am excited for its future and the vision I have to help others create a life they love through what I've learned and done in dance because I truly believe in it. And here we arrive at the first and most important lesson that has been in my conversations and life in the last few weeks and months and what motivated me to create this article. Belief. Number one. Believe. One of my biggest recurring obstacles was self-doubt. To many, this may sound cliche. I know it did to me any time I read or hear about it in someone else. But the depths to which doubt exists in our minds and hearts can be profound. I always thought I was confident, an alpha male. I was supposed to be extroverted because of my career. I loved public speaking, and being in front of lots of people did not bother me at all. Why was I so skittish about starting a podcast, writing a book, creating a future and helping people outside of my current work? With my students, I would always talk to them about the power of commitment. When we choose a worthy goal, all of our demons come out to play and we can see what truly needs work. Now that I wanted to venture outside of my comfort zone of box steps, heel leads, and three-step turns, suddenly a chorus of voices appeared in my head laughing at the idea. I imagined myself as a little kid again, standing before a giant tribunal of goblins, kind of like from Harry Potter, eyeing me through their glasses and sneering, what the hell do you have to offer people anyway? Do you really think you're qualified to be helping anyone with their life? You have no credential. Who are you anyway? The list goes on, and they still rear their ugly face every time a new step towards something great becomes available. But now I've learned to manage them and I'll share my most effective strategies for managing self-doubt in a near future article. After all the personal growth books I had read, all of the seminars that I had taken, I had no idea my self-doubt was rooted so deeply until I decided to commit to something I truly believed in. Believing in yourself and in your message is the first and most important of all the lessons I have to share with you from my journey. It is the crux, the center from which all things spring forth. The degree to which you will be successful in anything, a business, a relationship, an endeavor of any kind, is directly correlated to your level of belief in that thing, period. There may be people who suck compared to you. They have less skill, they have less charisma, they have less talent, or whatever other factor you think is important or will be named in this list. But you know what? They believe in what they are doing, and that is what conveys their truth through their actions into the real world. In dance, we always say there is no finish line, referring to the subjectivity of the judging in the sport. Life is the same. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Just like the couples who are the most obvious because they truly believe in what they are presenting, so too in life and business, the people who are anchored in their vision and connected to their certainty are the ones that make it to the next round because life, too, also doesn't have a clear finish line. Your talent, your resources, skill, technique... Whatever means nothing without believing in yourself. 
My partner, Sonia, and I recently got back from one of our favorite competitions in San Diego. And after a whirlwind weekend, where I literally flew there, competed, flew back on a red eye, taught all day, and then passed the hell out for 12 hours, we had a talk about our future together. It was coming up on our four-year dance-aversary. I was turning 34 this year, and a lot of things were changing. The field was getting much more competitive. We were reaching a plateau with our results despite consistent effort, and it came down to asking ourselves, what do we really believe? What do we want? And as a result, what do we do going forward? Number two, invest. A good strategy for getting ahead in life is to surround yourself with people that are better than you, or at least more successful than you, and emulate what they are doing. Try to always see what your competitors are doing that you aren't. When Sonia and I had our powwow about the future, we realized that if we wanted to stay competitive and meet our goal of being in the national final, we had to invest way more than what we were doing right now. Investing is a broad term, and certainly in many ways we were already investing considerably. We would practice 10 hours a week. Last year we attended 12 competitions. This year we dropped it down to six or so, but in our career together we probably had spent over $20,000 each on coaching, traveling, competing, clothes, and a bunch of other stuff I'd rather not think about. And still wasn't enough. Why? Because the people ahead of us were also consistently investing, but more. In any field you are in, you have to evaluate the main pieces of the success pie and figure out where you score in each pie. These six that I am sharing with you here from my experience, I believe that the areas can be translated into all aspects of life, but belief and investment are absolutely the most important because they are universal. I would also add the third, which I am about to share in here as well, is partnership. How much you believe in what you are doing is first because it will determine what you are willing to invest. What you are willing to invest is second because it determines everything else. Investment, again, is a broad area and this is where you take it to your specific niche. For me, it's coaching, costumes, travel, competition, shoes, and so on. For you, it might be business lunches, suits, costumes, travel, mentoring, coaching, and a few others. Find out what are you doing in relation to everyone else and use comparison as a positive tool rather than a self-deprecating fuel for jealousy or anger and move forward into action. It will require you to be brutally honest with yourself, if anything. Number three, partnership. Sonia and I were never the sexiest or most charismatic couple on the floor, but one thing we have is our partnership. We aren't together, and Sonia is not the kind of girl that was up in my face trying to get my attention either. Only recently, after years of process and developing our core of connection and communication and work ethic, are the fruits of that relationship coming to bear into an authentic story of two people dancing together. I was surprised when, at a recent performance for a nonprofit fundraiser, someone asked me if we were dating. Wow, all this stuff we've been working on must really be paying off, I laughed. Because most of the time we were just that boring couple that had really clean basics and good teamwork. Good, but not really interesting. Partnership is interesting, however, yet it is not necessarily obvious. Once you get an eye for it, it is a value you look for in everyone. You recognize your own truth in others, and what I look for now in people who I work with 
is very different than what I look for, you know, five, ten, or more years ago. In life and business, you've got the short game and you've got the long game. If you want to win quick, you do not need partnership. You do not need anything that belongs in the umbrella of non-obvious skills and qualities. You need obvious, masculine energy dominated, immediate, strength-based. Yet, and this is perhaps a bonus lesson in this article, the most powerful forces in the universe are actually not obvious at all, like gravity. I always talk about leading as a product of two potential efforts, at least as how I learned it from ballroom dancing, energy or gravity. If I have a new student that has no clue what they're doing, I will have to override their body with energy and control them into doing what I want. This is the brute force, the brute force approach. Yet, at higher levels, the energy gets transferred into other areas and becomes more of an invitation. I can open the door and the gravity of that signal pulls you into the car, or I can employ energy and push you into it. Which is more effective in powerful leadership? I'll let you decide. Partnership and the rules around it, also another near future article, are all governed by the non-obvious because it is inherently feminine. Cooperation, teamwork, communication, these are not brute force tactics, but ones that connect. They connect to process, going slow, building things patiently, waiting, and many other virtues. In dancing, you can see which couples are mature and work as a team and which are riding on their dominant, obvious strengths. The ones at the top employ both, but that's because they have a strong foundation of partnership. Partnership, your ability to partner with others, is a key determining factor in dancing the dance of life. Play with others well by all the rules your spirit knows that are right, and you will be successful in life, business, and everything else. Number four, storytelling. Some couples just have that it factor, while others have to dig around a bit to find it. Sonia and I definitely belonged in the latter, but our strong partnership and work ethic gave us ground to begin exploring our authentic story and sharing that with others. How does storytelling relate to your life, business, or relationships? Well, first, let's think about what a story is. The story has dramatic changes, ups and downs, a hero, a heroine, a villain, or conflict or problem of some meaning attached to the whole thing. It is an experience. It's a journey from one point of being to another. We are naturally hardwired to be storytellers and story consumers because we think in stories. Stories, like dancing, are in everything. In dancing, there are two main ways that we tell stories. One of them is external, by way of the changes in the body from one move to the next. The more dramatic the change, the more dramatic the movement. We can't create sound with our bodies, like an instrument, but we can create visual differences and changes in position, timing, and so on, to produce impact. Ability, which is going to be the next one, number five, comes into play with this part of it, but stories are also created internally by the way of our emotions, and of course, number one, what you believe in that moment and what you want me, the observer, to believe. And here we arrive at a workable definition for what a story is in business and life. The integration between your ability and what you believe to produce an authentic result. That business presentation, meeting, pitch, or speech, those are all stories you have to create. 
When you're talking with clients about their future or trying to create anything for anyone, you are telling a story. We have this occurrence of story as a diminutive type of thing, but it's not. Every interaction you have that is designed to contribute, create, teach, sell, or otherwise do something in the world is a story. The guy over here may be trying to convince me that he is getting seduced by his dance partner in the rumba, and you may be trying to convince me that your insurance offer is going to give me the most peace at night. It's all the same thing. Number five, ability. Most people don't realize that ballroom dancing is an extremely athletic activity. On top of having to be in amazing shape, you need to do it in heels and makeup, and guys too, by the way, create beauty, elegance, and form, and emote passionately and authentically in every moment. It is one of the most difficult sports in the world, if not one of the most diverse in its requirements for proficiency. But you could also say that about anything else worthwhile. Marriage, owning your own business, taking care of a child. Especially in today's ever-changing world, we must become more and more comfortable with a diverse skill set and an athletic body, mind, and spirit in the sense of endurance, perseverance, and discipline. These are the things that cultivate your ability which is a key factor of success in any field. Ability is not an important thing uh, at the level of belief or investment, but it is important nonetheless. You can have all the ability in the world. If you lack the other two, it won't amount to much. On the other hand, a passionately convicted person, actively investing in what they believe, can suck hard at something, but not for long. If we use a metaphor, belief is the map of where you are going, Investment is the fuel, partnership is who you are going with, and ability and knowledge, which is the final one, are the kind of transportation you're using, whether it's a car, a horse, a cart, a race car, by foot. There's different levels. Storytelling could fit in there too, perhaps as the funding you were able to get from people for your journey ahead. Ability and knowledge are catalysts. They are not the main thing but they are factors in the speed of the journey. In dancing, we can use more obvious terms that bring it to the physical world, athleticism, technique. Athleticism is the discipline and conditioning of your body, while technique is the information that governs that discipline. A well-oiled machine is one of both quality of structure as well as function. Learn the skills needed in your industry and perfect your athleticism in those areas through repetition. Develop your discipline and endurance more than the people you are competing with or whom are more successful than you if you want to make it. After getting back from San Diego, Sonia and I agreed to add an extra round to our practice for a total of three everyday rounds. A round of dancing in ballroom dancing is doing all five of our dances at full intensity for a minute and a half with a 10 second break in between. It sounds much easier than it actually is. I'd rather go to the gym for 45 minutes than do two rounds, let alone three every day. Every industry has its rounds. Find yours and develop your endurance. There's a baseline level of performance everyone needs, and there are elite athletes. If calling is part of your profession, then call 20% more than everyone else to start. If writing is part of your business, write more and develop your mental endurance, pounding away at that keyboard night after night. Everything is a sport in its own way. Number six, knowledge. The final life lesson in this non-exhaustive list is knowledge. I will start with saying that it is sixth for a reason. 
it is the least important. People do not care what you know, they just want to know that you care. What you know is much less important and valuable compared to how much you care about people and believe in what you are doing. I've heard this quote from many sources, but the important thing to remember is that knowledge, like ability, is a catalyst for the other more important parts of creating a life you love and building success in business and life. In dancing, the equivalent domain is technique, how something is done. The purpose of technique is to maximize the result while minimizing the cost and energy. Inherently, this makes technique an information product. It is the blueprint by which your body follows to produce a particular result. The better the blueprint, the more efficient your body, the less wear and tear on your joints, and, most importantly, the more pleasurable and potent the experience. Technique is a vehicle toward manifesting the things we want. Self-expression, storytelling, connection, beauty, grace, whatever. It is not an end in and of itself. It is also something that we are continually working on, and thus operates more on a gradient. Of all the factors in this list, belief is the only one that doesn't operate on a gradient, meaning you either believe in what you are doing or you don't. This is why it was first, and it is something you always have to come back to while continually working on the others, like your ability, your knowledge, your storytelling, your partnership, and your level of investment. Because technique or knowledge exist in the world of information, they are also the most accessible, and this is another reason why it is last. Looked at from another direction, it is the first thing to discover because most information is free and learning is instantaneous. Developing the athleticism endurance of your particular industry takes repetition in the physical world, which costs time and energy, whereas gaining information on a particular method or subject happens immediately in the mind. Funny enough, I mentioned that last bit about looking at the direction of these six from bottom up for a reason. That was my particular journey with Sonia through our discovery of these principles in ballroom dancing. We were never the charismatic, sexy couple that really believed in what we were doing or had a crap load of chemistry. On the contrary, we were that unassuming couple that had a good partnership and invested over and over in developing our knowledge and ability. Sacrificing short-term gains because we were boring, only to later discover the beauty of storytelling and, most importantly, the power of belief when that foundation had become strong. It doesn't matter which way you go is the ultimate lesson here. The point is that you keep dancing. Remember where you're going and take a good partner with you for the ride. Those are my lessons of life and business from ballroom dancing. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that and being part of that journey with me. I'm looking forward to doing more of these article narrations through the podcast. So like I said, give me your feedback. If this was something you enjoyed, I would love to hear about it. If it's something that you feel could be done differently, let me know that too. I'm always looking to change and improve what I'm doing. So thank you for allowing me to share my life lessons with you, and I hope they have contributed to your own journey. If you like this episode or if you like this podcast and you want to support the future of the show, I produce all this content for free and I plan on keeping it that way because I love what I'm doing and I love being able to make a difference in people's lives. If you'd like to contribute or support it, let me know. I'm on my website. You can check out my PayPal or Patreon accounts. Or if you'd like to be part of the show or if you have an idea, let's chat. 
let's get in touch. So I hope you have a good rest of your week. Conquer that Monday or Tuesday or whatever happens to be for you when you're listening to this. And we'll see you in a bit. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For weekly articles on creating a life you love, stay connected at the7transformations.com.